1: He likely favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again! Oh no! Quick five and drags it down now, long wheel, oh what a goal! What a goal! Oh! Oh! McCulloch saved it in! Barry
0: Ferguson oh! does
1: again! John Robertson, welcome to the Hand and Roar podcast. It's, it's a real honour to have a legend such as yourself on the programme and I'm really excited to hear you talk about your memories with the national team. The days of great success when we were at World Cups regularly, you were a part of the squad um, and a winger that a lot of people regarded as one of the best in Britain. Um, so thanks very much for coming on. Um, My pleasure. Now, we'll go back to the, the start. John, you were born in the 50s. So, if you can cast your mind back, what are your earliest memories of the Scottish national team growing up?
0: Uh just the, the Scotland-England game was the one that was always sort of shown, especially the Hamden, Hamden game. I don't think they, they showed the uh, live television the game at Wembley, but I think, I remember, I, I was only a wee boy then, but it was always sort of, you know, the uh, Scotland-England thing, you know, mm-hmm. where you always want to beat England, so, that that was my earliest memory. I think in nineteen sixty-three I was ten. Uh when we beat we beat England at Wembley two one. And I, I think probably every footballer's or uh, little boy's dream was to win win that match. It certainly was me.
1: Well you, you certainly achieved that dream later on in your career. Yeah. We'll we'll come to a chat about that. So, so is that would that have been something you read about or heard about a lot as a youngster, the Wembley Wizards and, and going down there and winning?
0: Well, Certainly the, the, the Wembley game at 63. Wembley Wizards were a bit before my time. But uh, I just... The thing that swung it for me was seven years old when I got involved in football. Was when Real Madrid played uh, Eintracht Frankfurt at Hamden in the European Cup final. And uh, that that's when I got really involved in like, enjoying football. I wanted to be Puskas, the Stefano, you know. <laughs> But um, that was how it came along, first of all. And then, of course, once again, the Scotland-England game is always a game that it's a shame it's not played now. You know, I just think it was a great rivalry.
1: You played for the Scottish schoolboys and you went down to Forest in your late teens. Would you have been 16 or 17 at that point?
0: 15, actually, I was when I left. 15
1: years
0: of age, I moved down to Nottingham.
1: How do you remember that transpiring and your involvement with the schoolboys?
0: Well, it's interesting. I have to uh, give my school teacher uh, a fellow called Jack Scott who taught me at Hosea Secondary and he he thought I was a good player and I'd never won anything. We're talking about I'm 14, 15 here. We hadn't won anything at school or I hadn't played for the local county or or district, until he sent me along for trials and and gradually, just this you go from getting nominated then cut down to the last 44, cut down to the last 22, and then they picked a team to play uh, England at uh, White Hart Lane in uh, April of uh, 68 and uh, that's how, how Nottingham Forest got involved because they obviously watched me and were the ones that definitely wanted me to sing for them. So that's how I ended up at uh, Nottingham.
1: That's not a bad experience for a 15-year-old getting to play at the home of Spurs for the, the national Team Schoolboys.
0: Oh, fantastic. We won 1-0. Brian Lane scored the goal and uh, it was it was great. great. Great experience. Loved it.
1: So did you realise at that point that you were quite a good footballer?
0: Well, it gradually dawned on me Yeah, uh, people who wanted to, wanted to make play. I played alongside Graham Sooness and Ali Roberts, Robertson at West Brom, who, who were probably the three famous names uh, that uh, people know about.
1: From that schoolboy all team? They
0: make, all, all, they all wanted, the three of us went on to make a, uh, a living in the game of football, and which is probably rare for three from one from one year, went on to make
1: it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you certainly had great success at Forest, and that kind of really kicked off when Brian Clough came in in '75. I was just reading up on on this beforehand that he said, "Give John Robertson a ball and a yard of grass, and he's an artist." That is quite a compliment.
0: Absolutely, it was uh, great. I, I love playing. I'm proud and privileged to have played for him. Because I, I, I knew him from these days at Darby before he come here. Let's he was a very strong personality. Well, that was my thinking. It was proved he was definitely a very strong personality when he come to the, the, the Air club. He turned it, he turned it around. Took him a year and a half, but once he got it going, he was he was uh, he was brilliant. He signed some top class players as well as I don't know if you know this. But we we had five players playing for Forrest, who went only to win the European Cup, who we weren't, <laughs> we weren't getting a game in the second division. They weren't getting a game in the second division. Woodcock, Tony Woodcock, Martin O'Neill, uh, myself, Ian Boyer, and uh, it was, uh, Viv Anderson. We were, all, we were all at the club, but couldn't get a game in the, in the old second division. And of course, when we went to play in the European Cup final in Munich, then five were in the, the starting lineup.
1: You'd never, you'd never be afforded no. that amount of time these days?
0: No, 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 no. He, he wouldn't. Have been, but, but he, was, he was brilliant. Most charismatic man I've ever met.
1: You enjoyed a good relationship with him?
0: Yeah. He,
1: he'd shout at me.
0: He never gave me played any favourites or anything like that. But he'd shout at me. But I just wanted his approval. I wanted to please him, if you know what I mean.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then um, used to have this little sign with of, uh, middle finger and, and thumb in a circle and hold up to you when you've done well. And uh, Larry Lloyd and uh, Kenny Burns always fought with each other. They, they, they usually argue who got the most little good, well done things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did, did the 74 World Cup come a bit too soon for you then, or did you think you might have had a chance? Well,
0: if, if we if we go back to 72, when I was I was only 1920. Um I was getting a regular game for Forest. This was under Dave Mackay, who is a true legend. Mm-hmm. Dave Mackay, uh company knowing Forest from Brian Clough. they uh, no, Dave come in 72 when we got relegated. And uh, he played me, whereas the previous manager hadn't played me very very often, and um, he gave me a chat, and I was playing well in central midfield until I went to play against Benfica in a pre-season or close-season friendly, and uh, I did my knee, it mm. set me back, and then in between times, that Dave left us to go to Derby, and Alan Brown took over.
1: So the so the prospect of playing in '74 was also a bit ruined by your injury.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, would, I would say so, but I, I don't think I, I, I would have got in. I don't think, so, but I was, I was definitely playing better, playing well.
1: Okay. Now, just for, for anyone, joining, I mean, I've only been able to watch highlights of you online. There are plenty of people my age that would be interested in doing so, but for anyone that maybe isn't aware, what kind of player were you? What was your style? Well, I, was, I relied
0: on a, a lot of other people getting me plenty of the ball if I could give, give you a, uh, an assessment on my own assessment uh, when I played with good players I rose to the occasion when I played with bad players I went further down than, than they were if you know what I mean mm-hmm. I needed I needed people to get me the ball but once I got it I knew what I was doing with.
1: and what what did you like to do with it
0: I used to like going past the old backs crossing in, and people heading it in the net <laughs>
1: And well, Brian Clough said that you are the best in Britain at doing that.
0: Yeah, it was it was great. He also called me a little fat lad as well. <laughs> <laughs> but he, was, he was great. He was great.
1: The um, the, the seventy eight World Cup. Then was that you really approaching your the start of your peak? Well, I, I would
0: say so because uh, I I, I I'd never had a cap. We just won the league in 1978. 78, when the World Cup came along. And I'd never had a cap. My first cap came, if I remember rightly. The the home internationals were, were being played. And then the World Cup was played, obviously in, the, in July. and then, But Alan McLeod then picked the team to the home internationals and also said that that was the same squad that was going to go to the World Cup. Well, I was in the squad, but I never had a cap. So it was it was a bit of a risk of, I like, to pick me. That,
1: that's, quite, that's quite a turnaround, John, from no cap to the World Cup squads. Like that.
0: Exactly. Well, that, and that, that's times when I think maybe I shouldn't have gone, because I, I, I was all struck by them. The, the, uh, Kenny and Kenny Lagosian. And people like that, I was, I was didn't truly appreciate how, how. I don't know what I'm, I don't know I mean. I, I know that I, I was, I, I was probably believing I was in that company. If you know what I mean.
1: Even though you just won the league,
0: even though I'd just won the league because it, it was my first season in the the, the, the top level pro- properly, and I, I was probably a sensitive boy. But I, I was I was all these boys' fan. The biggest fans. Well, I was one of them, and it was, and it, was think,
1: well, um, it was just hard to come to terms with the fact that you were now one of them.
0: Aye, well, I suppose that I suppose that's the best way of putting it. Yeah.
1: Well, you you seemed like a confident player though when you got the ball.
0: Yeah, well, I, that's like I said. You, I I thrived on plenty of the ball. If I wasn't, I mean, having said that. We, get some of the, we had some of our best results when I never had a kick and not even for us because <laughs> you get yourself a reputation and opposition people ain't that; they, they go a little bit tighter on you, they get closer to you, they sacrifice cover in other parts of the ground and we, because he exploited, if the fullback was really marking me tight when he, when he should have been in the cover he would say, bring him here he'd shout to me, bring him here to stand, stand still. So if that happened, it left a, no, an awful lot of space for Tony Woodcock and Gary Burtleson. And when that happened, they destroyed people.
1: Now you, you were the sacrificial lamb, were you? I
0: was thinking, sacrificial lamb. I was <laughs> sometimes annoyed. You would five nil, and I'd be annoyed. You
1: <laughs> <five-nil>. <laughs> well, they, uh, there were a fair few Scots at Forest, though. I mean, Gemmel, yeah. uh, Kenny Burns.
0: Kenny Burns up to Gemel, John McGovern.
1: McGovern, McGovern. He was never capped, never, was he?
0: Never capped. But he won two European Cups. Yeah. But never had a cap.
1: Is that is that quite hard to believe?
0: Well, it is really, because he's the captain of a team that's won two European Cups. No, no, no many people can say that. Mm.
1: Did, he, did he have aspirations to play for Scotland?
0: Well, I'm sure he, I'm sure he did. We never really spoke about it But I, I think everybody would want to play.
1: Well, wh- wh- how do you remember the moment then that you were... You were called up. Can you remember getting contacted by the SFA or Ali McLeod to, to let you know that you, you were you were going?
0: Well, I, I, I can't really remember the, the the build up to it, but the thing is, when I, I made my debut in the, the first international match against Northern Ireland, hamden in May, I think it would be May, and we drew one all. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I to be perfectly honest with you, I was awful. We drew on all, I was off on the game. I remember Martin O'Neill, Brian Hamilton, who was uh, played right back that day for um, for uh, Ireland, just come and did what I'll just say the bit of Bill getting close to Martin O'Neill coached Brian Hamilton through the game of (laughs) of how he played me. Of course. Yeah, uh, as he would, quite right. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it was a nightmare for me. And I remember saying to my mum and that, my, my brother and my dad, when, uh, when we were meeting them after the game, I remember thinking, "Well, at least I've done it. I've I've, I've got a captain. and uh, I thought that was well, that was the end of it, because I, I, even though I knew it was going going the um, World Cup, mm-hmm. I didn't think I'd play
1: just because so of
0: your debut. They, they had to settled side as well. Mm-hmm. I, really, I thought a really good side, you know. And uh, I just didn't think I'd play, but I, I played once in Ireland. I had a nightmare, and I thought that would be it. But obviously, as history tells you, that it wasn't.
1: Well, who, who was it you would have been battling with for a starting place in the team?
0: Well, uh, because I'd left, left Willie Johnson.
1: Did you f- fear that, uh, feel then that he was guaranteed to start ahead of you?
0: Uh, he, he, he was playing brilliantly.
1: But, 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 but 78, 78 brought a few problems for him, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I don't
0: really want to get into Yeah, yeah.
1: But is, that, is, that, is that how you got into the starting that's, starting lineup?
0: That's how, I
1: got, that's how I got my game. Right, OK. Well, I mean, you've gone then from getting your first cap, having never played for Scotland before, to starting for Scotland at a World Cup in a matter of months. That's that's quite exceptional.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, when you look back, I wish it had gone better. As we all do, but um, as I say, have done it. And the, uh, the interesting thing is, the game I got in Ar- Argentina, I was rubbish again. <laughs> the, the world famous Iran game. Yeah. So my first two games, I'm not. I'm not I was shocking. And uh, I, 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 did, I didn't really recover. But in my own environment, when I go back to the Forest. I just thought put it behind me and try and go, go from here. And then a couple of games, Scotland had a couple of games. Uh in between me and uh, my my second and my third cap, Scotland uh, a couple of games. But then Jock Steen took over and he brought me into the he he brought me into the equation.
1: Well, how do you remember uh Meeting him and for the first time, it is, did he, was he someone you had a prior relationship with at all?
0: No, but in the second division, he uh, knew Brian Coughwell, and uh, we were playing the Air United in the Anglo-Scottish Cup, North so Ireland played the Air United, and the first time I met him, he came into his dressing room after after the after the match. And that was the first time I I knew him, I met him. That was before the, the, the 76, so I met him two and a half years be, before I got my first car. I met before, before he, under him.
1: He, did he, is it true that he, he carries quite an aura that he commanded respect as, as soon as he walked oh, into the room?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. He was a great tactician, I thought. He, he wasn't a screamer or shouter, but he was a great tactician.
1: Were were you you surprised that Ali McLeod moved on and the job scene came in?
0: Well, I wasn't. Joe, I I can't really remember. I I, I wasn't surprised that the the Scotland manager left, Ali McLeod left, because it's the price that people pay with when they don't get it right. Mm -hmm. I I, I didn't even know who was going to be Scotland manager. Thankfully for me, I've got 26 in the 28
1: caps under jobs team. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the 82 World Cup in a bit more depth in mm-hmm. just a moment, but the, the 78 one, it's it's a well-worn story now about the expectations that Scotland went to Argentina with, and the song and the fans waving the team off at the airport. Do you think that was a bit misguided in hindsight?
0: Well, you can always look back on 2020 vision, but uh, I've I, I, it may have been over the top, but at least we were optimistic. It raised the optimism in the country at that stage. That's obviously short-lived what happened. It's hard to say. It's hard to say.
1: You liked working under Ali McLeod, though, training in the games?
0: I, yeah, I, no, no complaint. No complaints whatsoever.
1: Well, uh... Jockstein came in then and your career your Scotland career took off as you're saying you got your first goal um, that came against Norway and a heavy victory away from home do you remember that?
0: Yeah 4-0 in, in Oslo yeah I remember it. through the goalkeeper's legs
1: A nice finish or a lucky finish?
0: lucky finish <laughs> you're,
1: you're very you're very modest and self-deprecating
0: yeah, I believe Alan Hansen says you think he thought sort I of meant it well I've <laughs> Why get the,
1: the truth get in the way? A good story. So, <laughs> well, a a well you, had a, you had a big impact in the qualifiers for 82, didn't you, John? Because you scored goals against Israel, I think a penalty against Sweden yeah. as well, that was important. Yeah, two <laughs> two
0: penalties against Israel and
1: one against Sweden. Well, we've come to see recently how, how tough a crack Israel can be, uh, to, how yeah. tough nut they can be to crack. Was it the same back in the day?
0: Well, they, they weren't quite as, as uh, maybe organised as they are today, as most countries are. But uh, it was hard enough. We three, one three one 3-1 at home and one nil away. Kenny scored in, in Tel Aviv. So it was, it was hard enough, though. Hard
1: enough. So by the time that the qualifiers for 82 rolled around, did you find it easier to cope with the pressure of the demands of being a Scotland player yeah, because you said yeah, that yeah. initially it felt, was difficult
0: exactly I felt more established and confident in, me, in myself I mean I, by, that, by that time I won two European Cups so if I if I couldn't be confident I'd never be confident in it. so yeah I was alright but the interesting thing is that I, I, I injured my, my knee i know there's somebody I got kicked in the match at Brighton and, and, and was due to go up for a, a friendly against, I think it was Spain. I, I had to pull out because I got kicked in the ankle at Brighton. So I was out and it was actually touching goal whether, you know, whether I'd be fit or not. But fortunately for me, I got back with Forrest seven about eight or nine games to go and qualify for Europe. So it was okay. Uh, there was one stage running about the January time where I was a bit worried as, as, as I say I got a nasty knock on the ankle.
1: Were you hoping that you'd get the chance to put right what went wrong in 78?
0: Oh obviously I, I, I thought we we played really well um, we played against what I, I, I regard as the greatest team ever to win the World Cup Brazil mm-hmm. in 82 and uh. They were fantastic, and for a while we thirty five minutes and we were doing fine. The worst thing we could do was get them mad and yeah, the, <laughs> the the scored.
1: Yeah, poke the bear. the World Cup. I mean, it's a, it's the holy grail, isn't it? Of of football. Did you feel the expectations for Scotland were similar as they were in seventy eight? Because the, the squad was just quite frankly ridiculous for the, the eighty two World Cup. Mm. Whether we could have won it or
0: not is, is a different matter. But we, we were certainly good enough to have qualified. And it's just unfortunate. We, we didn't get through. I mean, we, we lost. We, I think we lost the game in goal difference, or, or goal scored or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't go up because, because of that. It would have been great. Because that meant we would have been the, the, the first team to have ever got past the first round in the tournament, if you know what I mean. That's right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scotland have never gotten Yeah, never um, done it. Uh, it, would, it would have been nice. It's, I think they've got a chance now. I think they're, they're a good side now, I think. Yeah, well... Some really good players in there.
1: Hopefully we can get past Ukraine and then either Austria or Wales and we'll, we'll see what happens. But the, the, the squad in 82, I mean, I know that Hansen and Miller had that clash against the yeah. uh, Soviet Union that um, you know ultimately cost us. But just the names yeah. throughout with people like Ruff and Gray was there, you had McGrain as well, McLeish, Miller, Neri, yep. you, Sunis, Strack and John Wark, and then the strikers, the strikers that Scotland had to pick from, Douglas, Joe Jordan, yes. Steve Archibald, and then Sturrock and Alan Brazil were there as well. That—that That is a truly astounding array of talent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's just a shame that we we never we got through, full full potential in the game. But, Look, listen, I'm just proud to have played for for my country.
1: Well, t- yeah, th- who who was it that you uh, were were friendly with in the in the Scotland squad, especially off the park? Who did you hang around with?
0: Well, Frankie, Gray, because he we was at Forest we? Grim. Grim, Sures. We were on for me. Graham, Graham Furniss, Murroch, yes, sir. Kenny,
1: mm-hmm. they,
0: were, they were all great lads, fantastic, fantastic lads, fantastic players.
1: Well, they, the World Cup came after maybe your crowning moment as a Scotland player? Because in amongst the qualifiers and all these were happening, you scored the winner at Wembley. Can you talk us through your memories of, of that?
0: Uh, well, that was still dear to my heart. Uh, it's just, I remember the incident, building up David Proven plays, played this ball for Stevie Archibald, a really great ball. And uh, Stevie got onto it. Go first, got there first to run before Brian Robson slid and made the tackle. And I remember shouting when it came, penalty! Mm-hmm. And it, the referee points the spot. It was only then I thought, dear God, I'm going to take it. <laughs> so I so, well, got a penalty kick and thing. So I get back, get to the ball, put it on the spot, step back. When all of a sudden Trevor Francis comes up, who Trevor wasn't in the team mate, for goes up and talks to Joe Corrigan, he keeps me waiting for another another minute. So <laughs> I went back and I just I had to think to myself, you've got to be put it, put it where your favorite place is, and don't think about anything else. And that's basically what happened. I ran up to it, stuck it to the Joe Joe Corrigan's right, he went left, and it was in the net. And I would have been over the fence if the three shoot hadn't had pulled me back. <laughs> I, would have, I, would have. But I, I went in. It's so only when you're sitting in the dressing room afterwards. You think, what if I missed that? <laughs> gonna, you know. But fortunately for me, it, 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 it went in. Oh, I didn't miss it. All.
1: And you've achieved the childhood dream.
0: Achieved, achieved the childhood dream. Because what my point was about Real Madrid. And Puskis, was it. I never dreamt of that them because I thought they were in a different, completely different world. But Scotland England was a dream that you could, you thought you could win, you thought you could do. And it was the old firm, the old firm enemy, old enemy. It was, it was just great feeling to score that. I still, people say it was only yeah, the home international old it was England, but we beat one
1: then. <laughs> The uh, the penalty was it decided before the match? You would take one, or yeah, did you, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I, I was I was just the of them at that stage. I think, I don't know if that was my first, first one for me. No, I think I scored a couple against Israel earlier in the the year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, but it was uh, it was great when we went and. Um,
1: did you, did you take the penalties for Forrest?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Right, so you were, you were well accustomed to it, but I suppose that pressure must have been something a bit different.
0: Uh, as I said, every would have hated me if I, if I missed it. <laughs> so he... I'm, probably, I'm probably quite happy. How, well, I'm, I'm very happy I it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're in the history books as a man that scored a winning goal yeah. for, for Scotland. At Wembley. Actually, I, I interviewed one of the first people that I spoke to for this podcast was Jim McCalliog. So now I've got two two Scotland match winners at Wembley. Ah, yeah,
0: Jim, yeah. yeah. At Wembley,
1: 67. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he, and he, can, he can remember his just as, as clearly as you can remember yours, yeah. I suppose. It, I can only dream of it myself, but it must be a moment I, that I you, you never...
0: Baseball.
1: Yeah? Oh, well, do, can you remember then watching that one as you grew up?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year at school, he played. I think he played one, two. He back to me, bent it in the bottom, bottom far corner. I think,
1: I think that was, was it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it, it was a belter. Yeah, and I remember actually when I spoke yeah. to him, he told me that when he was celebrating, he saw his dad in the crowd as well, which was a nice yeah. moment as he was uh, holding his hands Fantastic. in the air. Yeah, brilliant. Well, they, uh, let me put this to you, John, because I, when I was doing my research, I, I found out something that I had no idea about, that after the game, you, you actually went and got the England team bus back to London.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then with Viv Anderson and Tony Woodcrook and head up in the back seat. Because <laughs> I was going and we were making sure we were celebrating.
1: But you went on a night out with the English boys?
0: Well, no. Uh, I think my wife was there at that time. I didn't bother. I just wanted to get into town so uh, they said, "You was busting." So I jumped on that bus. I Got away
1: with <laughs> it. they? Did they? So did they not initially realise you were there?
0: Well, no, n- 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 I just kept quiet. Just off the back it was a big bus, <laughs> and I just kept quiet. So you, I didn't want
1: you, you him. You didn't. want Jesus. to wind was, them up. No, well, exactly. I did. I wanted to wind them up.
0: <laughs> I believe
1: you couldn't. Was was the rivalry quite fierce off the park as well as on it? Sometimes.
0: Banter, mostly banter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, I, I think I told him when I got off the bus, I'd see him, because the, the season was over, i see him in the New Year and be pre- prepared for some banter.
1: <laughs> we, they, was, it, was it quite good then between the Scots and the, the English at Forest that these sort of things get joked about not, fairly regularly?
0: Well, when 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 we, the games were coming up, and any Scotland team playing, We'd want
1: to win, no doubt about that. Well, the uh, the World Cup. We'll, we'll come back to that now. That the, the World Cup was another a nearly story. The the win was needed against Soviet Union. It nearly came, but not quite. Yeah. How how do you reflect on that tournament, just generally?
0: Well, I I thought we did well. I thought we actually played very well, football wise. And we were we never got real battle. You could probably say second half against Brazil where we. We, we collapsed really, but um, I think generally in other games, we, we, we played pretty well. And as you say, mistakes mistakes happen. People don't mean to make them, and you, you just have to get on with it. But I thought we played good football. And you scored? The I scored a goal against New Zealand, free kick.
1: There's an important one as well because they were coming back into the game at 3-2, yeah, they got weren't they?
0: Back to
1: 3-2,
0: that's right. Yeah.
1: That's right. So you kind of really needed the fourth goal when then you stepped up and, and gave us it.
0: Yeah, And, and, and five two and I think
1: Steve Archibald. Good last one. Yeah, well, it was off to a good start, and then it was Brazil, the next game. Uh, and Dave <laughs> Nary Dave Nary put Scotland 1-0 up. At, at that point, does it go through your head at all? Jesus Christ, what, what's happening here? Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, as I say, for the only 30 minutes, we played pretty well, you know, keeping keeping the ball as, as they were masters at keeping us. But we, we we kept the ball pretty well. Got the goal, David, fantastic goal, fantastic strike. And he think to himself, well, the chances. But you, we're playing against such a great side. We we probably need, needed another goal before before uh, they, they scored. But once it, they, they equalised, they, they, they showed that a good team they were.
1: Yeah, was it? Would they be the, the the best team that you played throughout your career at, uh, international? Level? Uh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Was it absolutely. the Itali- Ata- Was it the Italians that knocked them out later in the tournament?
0: Italians knocked them out yeah. three two. Federer Rossi at it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad achievement.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, so the, the, the 82 World Cup, sadly, came and went. But yeah, as we just mentioned, you had a, a goal to show for it. So you'd gone from just four and a half years previously, no caps for Scotland, and then all of a sudden you had played at two World Cups, scored a winning goal against England, scored goals to help Scotland get to 82, and then scored at the tournament. It's it's, it's not a bad CV.
0: No, thanks very much. I'm chuffed to have been part of it all.
1: And how did it how did it come to an end for for you in Scotland? Did you just naturally fall away from selection?
0: Well, I think I made I made some mistakes. I left Forest at a time when, in my personal life, my, my daughter wasn't well. I I frankly wanted to join another club. Frankly, I, I when she was born, or she was born. Um, I didn't give a fuck. Excuse my language.
1: Sorry.
0: I' have a football a football at that stage, so mm-hmm. I don't want to make any excuses but I, I
1: made i made mistakes of my own okay well well you you look back on your 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 time in Scotland with the utmost pride i'm sure that the, the twenty eight caps maybe yeah. it could if i think if the if the seventy four world cup hadn't come too quickly for you it could even have been three world cups you know yeah. thank
0: you thank yeah. you.
1: Well, um, look, John. It's been uh, it's been great to hear someone from uh, the great team of the seventies and eighties talk me through their memories. And I'm sure the hand and Roar listeners will enjoy it. So, thanks very much for your time.
0: It's my pleasure. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.